0: New AARP survey shows family caregivers need more support and based on conversations I've had with reporters in the state, namely like Anne Marie Timmons over at the New Hampshire Bulletin, um, it, it's obvious more needs to be done to support these communities in the state whether it's the people being cared for or the uh, the caregivers themselves which obviously it's a very hard gig that I could not imagine doing in addition to everything else that happens in their lives and I'm excited today to be joined by uh, Christina Fitzpatrick, she's the state director for ARP New Hampshire. Welcome back to uh, now the New England Tech. You previously honored on WKXL in the morning. I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Oh, I'm happy to be here. So AARP,
0: I'd imagine you have a uh, f- fairly prevalent uh, need to have these people taken care of that are responsible for uh, m- many elderly, not necessarily all elderly, but people that are 50 and mm-hmm. up really need uh, more advanced care.
1: That's right. So we're we're looking at this caregiver work and the importance of family caregivers from both the perspective of the people who are providing care and the people who need care, because it's pretty safe to say that almost all of us will either provide care or need care or have provided care. You know, if this is a universal thing and it doesn't have anything to do with the ideology. This isn't just about a very challenging time in people's lives when they are providing care for an adult because childcare is very important also, of course. Um, but what we're focused on is family caregivers who are providing care to uh, an adult loved one.
0: And definitely post-COVID, it's definitely exploded where a lot more people are realizing, hey, I don't want to be at the mercy of whatever facility I'm in. Rules change over time. So it, it, I've, I've had a conversation with uh, Granite VNA previously about what their mm-hmm. work over there. It, it's... People want to stay in their home as long as possible, and there are there's needs that need to needs that need to be fulfilled for that to be a successful um, experience for everyone involved.
1: That's right. Um, People overwhelmingly want to stay at home. There are times when people need to be in a higher level setting, like in a nursing home or some sort of assisted living facility. Um, You know, sometimes they have health needs that that can't be avoided. But but for the most part, people want to stay at home and it makes sense because that's where they have relationships. You know, they have their friends, they have their activities in the community, maybe they live near, their family and so they want to stay that stay there and we want them to stay there because we know that when people have strong social connections it is good for their health
0: Yeah, and the numbers show that too. This isn't some anecdotal thing, like people
1: who have communities
0: are able to spend time with their grandchildren, are able to to go to the bingo night or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, sorry for stereotyping. Uh, It it, it does, they they recover from illnesses quicker, they live longer, Mm -hmm. and it's so important. I I mean, on the caregiver side of it, is there an estimation how many family caregivers there are in the state?
1: Yeah, we did some work, AARP did some research, and we determined that there are about 168,000 family caregivers in New Hampshire and that they are providing $2.8 billion worth of care. So if these family caregivers weren't providing the kind of care that they are, these families and the government programs and things like that would have had to pay out $2.8 billion more than they did. So these family caregivers are providing just essential services, both to help their loved ones stay in the community, but then also to make the long-term care system work. You know, without family caregivers, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, I
0: mean, you talk about all the facilities that have been overwhelmed the last few years because of lack of staffing and everything. Mm-hmm. is another reason why it's important for people to be able to have home care options like this. I mean, what are some responsibilities that family caregivers uh, are are able to offer and what challenges do they face
1: The kinds of activities that family care ca- caregivers perform really runs the gamut so it can be any, everything from going and buying groceries for your loved one and bringing those home, taking people to the doctor, um, making sure their house gets cleaned, things like that. But they might all have to administer medicines, administer injections, change bandages, do um, ongoing really health-related care, and then there's all the coordination that needs to happen with insurance companies and doctor's offices and things like that. So all of this takes a really, really long time. So it's it's time-consuming. It's emotionally difficult because you are watching someone you love having a severe health condition. And sometimes these things come on really drastically. You know, somebody has a stroke or something like that. And so one day your life is going one way, and the next day you're trying to figure things out about how to make sure that your loved one gets the care that they need. So it's this emotional burden as well. And there can also be a strong, a really big financial burden of people spending their money, their own money to help provide care, or they 60% of family caregivers are in the workforce. They have jobs, and some of them have to leave those jobs because the demands, the family caregiving demands are so big, or they cut down their hours, because again, because they're, it's just too hard to balance a full-time job with the caregiving responsibilities that they have. So it really um, hits people on multiple fronts. that's exhausting um, it's exhausting, it's emotionally difficult and it really has strong big financial implications.
0: yeah I've had members of my family that have needed to provide care for family members who um, like my my grandmother she had a, she had a stroke for years, or back and then uh, back and forth, my mom is having to go two hours away to, to get her to an appointment on a regular basis. And it's like just because uh, you're not next door to the relative doesn't mean that you're not going to try and do everything you can to take care of them. The tremendous time mm-hmm. and financial impact of oh, it's all the miles on your car that you're putting in. The economic right. impact that has on you, um, getting having a garage is able to take care of it. Like there's far-reaching mm-hmm. economic implications of these sorts of things. I mean, what's ARP? Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping to improve for these caregivers
1: it's important to recognize that there are some uh, some progress that's already been made so for example earlier this year president biden issued an executive order to have the federal agencies focus more on supporting family caregivers both caregivers of children and caregivers of adults and having the agencies look at what they can do to increase support for family caregivers. Here in New Hampshire, the legislature um, during the most recent session included some items in the budget that are part of what we're calling the, um, the system for healthy aging. I'm not quite getting that name right, but it's a, it's a system where we want there to be a system so that there's a continuum of care. So if you need a little bit of care, you can get a little bit of care in your home. And then as your needs progress, the, the care that you receive and that the help that your family caregiver is able to receive increases. And then ultimately there are um, nursing homes that are fully staffed and able, able to provide quality care. There are a few other things that would really help caregivers as well. So, as we were just talking about, that there are a really big financial implications. So, there are things that um, that can be done to provide financial resources to caregivers. Employers have a role here too. Like, if everyone had access to paid family leave, that people could could take on these responsibilities without having to worry about losing their job, particularly when you're at the very beginning, when you're trying to figure things out. It's a a full-time job to do that. They can also offer um, flexible paid time off. So sick leave, like not just for you, but so that you can take your father to the doctor or whatever um, needs to be done. And we also need to make sure that family caregivers have respite care so they can take some time off because if you're on 24 seven, you will burn out and we know that um, depression and isolation and things are 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 difficulties and challenges that family caregivers face. And then finally, this trying to help people stay in their homes there's a lot of different kinds of services that people need whether that's transportation to get to and from doctor's appointments or to and from the grocery store or um, getting somebody to come in and provide um, personal care services so helping people get dressed and undressed and get into bed take a bath things like that there's a lot of there are a lot of different kinds of services that people need in the home that come from a lot of different providers. So it's really important to help caregivers know where to go to find these services and have some kind of coordination there as well.
0: What are some ways that caregivers can go and find help? I mean, the big, I making no bones about my day job. Like a big, big thing we 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 uh, have over there is. Uh, People don't know there's resources available for, di- for different aspects of mm-hmm. assistance, whether it's uh, questions in the workplace, whether it's I this the person I'm caring for is having a, an issue and I don't know how to address it. What are some suggestions you have for them?
1: The state of New Hampshire has a great resource. It's called Service Link. And if anybody just Google Service Link New Hampshire, you will be taken to a page. And the, the role of ServiceLink is to do exactly what you're talking about, is to listen to what people need and then give them advice for how to find it. I would also encourage people to go to an AARP website. It's aarp.org caregiving and there there's a, a, a link to each page, each state. So there you can click to a New Hampshire state page that lists a ton of resources um, for, you know, the different types of help you might be looking for. And so you can, that's a great place to start and, and, and look, look through it and find some information and, and start going from there.
0: And it's unrelated to ARP and what we're talking about right now, but kind of related. It, I'd also suggest if you have youth that you're caring for in these situations also, uh, please check out uh, New Hampshire Children's Trust. They're in no way affiliated with ARP, but they do mm-hmm. fantastic work, and I've had them on the show before, and they have tons of resources if you're talking mm-hmm. about uh, young people that are maybe being cared for um, in, instead of people on the other end of the age spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... This is so important. I mean, where should people go if they want to learn more about uh, the work you guys are doing from an advocacy standpoint?
1: We have um, on our New Hampshire AARP website, which is aarp.org/nh, we have a great roundup of our our legislative victories in the most recent legislative session, um, which includes the system of care for healthy aging bill that I was speaking about earlier. There was an increase in Medicaid reimbursement rates, which pays for a lot of long-term care in this country. And there, as you referred to earlier, there are big staffing shortages, whether you're talking about in nursing homes, hospitals, assisted living facilities, home care agencies. And so there there have been some steps taken to try to recruit more people and, um, and and have them stay in the field so that they can provide these important services.
0: Yeah, the apprenticeship program for the community college system has been pioneering our fascinating you definitely look into that if you know a young person that wants to get into the field and maybe doesn't want to spend the next eight years trying to get to that point they can actually start working mm-hmm. in the field in these apprenticeship programs so i would suggest uh, you check up the new Hampshire community college system for some information on, on that side so we we definitely need more healthcare staffers right in the we state tell. yeah so uh granted vna i've also talked about before, uh talked to like i said and to, they're always looking for staff so if you, if you want to get in the healthcare field. There's plenty of openings right now. Please, please look into it. All right. Christina Fitzpatrick, State Director of AARP New Hampshire. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. I really enjoyed it. The
0: TheNewEnglandTake.com to get all of our episodes and check out the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe if you're over there. And we also post all our episodes as audio only on all major podcast platforms if you search for The New England Take. We'll talk to you soon.